in this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. You're not failing you maybe you're not trying hard enough welcome to ending pending i'm your host i'm andy i'm a horse girl and i'm evan you should have been the raccoon what the raccoon oh i for- okay we'll talk we'll talk about the raccoon i forgot no but say i'm the rac- be the raccoon no i'm a horse girl i okay. already picked i already picked my bit ronnie you should be the raccoon i should be the raccoon it's too bad i can't be the raccoon i'm the devil with steel balls and i'm ronnie <laughs> <laughs> okay that was very good too yeah that was Thank pretty you. good if you can tell by those introductions and the adorable raccoon I, I'm all into, we're ending pending and we discuss one season TV shows. We're currently covering 2002's Polish The Witcher. But before we get into that, I've got a bit. What's the bit? What's the bit, Andy? I just want like a life a life update, a life check-in. How are you guys doing? How are you oh. holding up in quarantine? Are you doing anything fun? Is are you struggling at all? We can we can just kind of check in with each other. Uh and you know, I care about our audience. If y'all want to check in with us on Twitter or something, I'd love to hear how you're doing and what you're doing. That's fun. Yeah. Um I'll wait till this motorcycle passes my Um I am very slowly and probably not very surely, but, you know, uh, teaching myself to play the piano. Ooh, oh, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. I, uh, I got a little uh, book of, of Broadway standards that I uh, just wanted to get so that, like, you know, Kirsten, because Kirsten plays, and I thought she could play for us. And then I was like, you know what? There's no better thing I can think of. Than old Ronnie in some very just like turtleneck mustachioed attire, just playing show tunes with the family someday. All gathered around the Panano, just belting out some Phantom of the Opera or some Sweeney Todd. That's extremely on brand for you, Ronnie. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for you. How's, That's a good choice. How's Baby Yoda like him? Uh, pretty good. Um, I, I sing every night. Uh, and it's, it's, it, it varies between the ABCs and, you know, Le Miserable. Um, but they're, they're, they're partial to both. Culture. Culture. That's what I'd like to bring to my baby. Uh, other than that. It was a real drag, but I'm trying to keep it positive and keep it, you know, uh, like the up and up. What's 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 going on with y'all? It's okay, Ronnie. Lots of people are having a hard time. Oof, These are hard times. It's such a hard yeah. time. What's going yeah. on with y'all? Um, I made a table today. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um... I've been working on some house projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, you made a cat tree. I did. I made an integral cat tree. Uh, there's an, a hideous beam in our house that's just like like bare wood, and it's not like old wood. It's just like, you know, two by fours, like in mm. an I-beam shape. 
And uh, it, it's hideous. It was just in the middle of our living room, but it's structural, and I didn't want to pay money to put, like, cladding or something on it. So I uh, I wrapped it in carpet and put little wooden shelves all up and down it. Ah. And now it's a cat tree. <laughs> it's a cat that. tree that, that holds up our house. Yeah. That's the best kind of house. Uh, I also started playing the Witcher video game last night. The Witcher Ooh. 3, specifically. Andy got it for me as a gift. Uh, I'm very bad at video games. I haven't played a video game since I beat Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, that was a good, like, four or five years ago. So, this has been a learning curve for me. But I'm enjoying it so far. Mm-hmm. How about you, Andy? Um, how am I doing in quarantine? When I'm really sad, I read my dad's blog, which probably Ugh. I should stop doing. Yeah, and should do talk, to, talk to a therapist about, which I have not done. That yeah. is the equivalent um, of your dad listening to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? What is? What? I don't know. I like to keep tabs. I like to uh, see what he's mad about. What's, um, what's he mad about? Quarantine. Oh, <laughs> he wants to reopen Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, that's, that's predictable. Shocking, yeah. absolutely nobody. No, no. Uh, so I should stop doing that because it just makes me more sad. But when I'm not sad, what am I doing? Uh, I've been reading a lot of comic books lately, which I have not read comic books probably since I came out. Like, before I came out, I had, like, money to spare because I was living at home still and would spend it on comic books. Uh, and then I had to stop doing that because I, you know, got caught off and had no money. Uh, but I've been reading the IDW TMNT series, which is phenomenal. Uh, I think I might be a furry now, which isn't great. But mm. I overheard you saying something about that on the Lunar Light stream last night, and I had no idea what the context was. But. Yeah. There's a there's a catman in it named Old Hob and he's got an eye patch and he smokes and he has guns and he's he's sometimes drawn in a very sensual way, uh, <laughs> distracting. Um, and then what else am I reading? I'm reading the uh, from the seventies uh, the Dracula comic, um, which is quite good and. You know, it's very much a product of its time, but it's fun. And then... Oh, I got Evan to start watching Buffy with me. I'm skipping a lot of the really bad episodes and some of the weirder ones, but every so often I leave a really weird one in there just to keep him on his toes. It's and wild what they let them put on TV mm-hmm. in, like, 1999. It's wild. It's wild. Uh, I don't, I don't want to get into it because I'll get on a whole tangent, but wow, man, the shit that was in Buffy, oh my god. I like Spike a lot. Spike is great. Spike's good. Yeah, we just finished season two, which is a banger of a finale. I gotta get on that Buffy train. I would like it so much. I know for a fact. Oh, it's... It's bizarre. There's some real bad episodes and some real good episodes. Angel's better. I'll say it. Angel's a better show. Angel's more, like, thematically cohesive and more uh, consistent... Buffy has some real stinkers. <laughs> um, my opinion, I was not, like, hooked in any way until uh, 
I look, I was going to say that this is a spoiler, but the show was on in the 90s, so I'm just going to say it. I wasn't hooked until Angel turns evil. Until until Buffy's pussy makes Angel evil. That that's when I got hooked. That's now I'm interested. 17-year-old Mm, it's bad. Yeah, it's, it's bad. bad. It's, it's bad. bad. It's not good. Mm. Just but, but evil, but evil angel. It's fun. Evil yeah. angel's fun, and him and Spike have some something something homoerotic going on there. Oh, for sure. I don't think they quite have figured it out yet, but there, it's there. Uh, Buffy's a wild show. I'm. I guess people were starved for like genre television in the nineties. Because that would not be popular nowadays, but... Um, that, that was an element of it. I mean, Supernatural's gone on for, like, 16 goddamn seasons, and it's Supernatural's just doing it, Buffy, but with two boys. Sure, but Supernatural, it was more cohesive in the beginning. Supernatural had a stronger start, I feel like, than Buffy had. Probably. So, I, I see how Supernatural got people hooked in those first couple of episodes. Also, like... Buffy taking a show that was making or taking a movie that was making fun of like women where the whole concept of the Buffy movie was like, wouldn't it be hilarious if a girly girl was the hero? Look at how dumb and funny that is. And like playing it straight and being like, no, there's nothing dumb about that. It's actually badass. Like I can get for its time it being considered progressive. It doesn't hold up super great now. It's pretty sexist and racist and uh, homophobic at times. But uh, Spike is great. Spike's great. James Marsters is great. He's a great actor. Uh, we should probably talk about this show and not that. Yeah, show. let's yeah, talk what, about the show. What show? What show? What's Evan? Tell us about this show. The show, uh, we watched episodes, what episodes were these? Seven, Seven, eight, nine, and ten. There was a raccoon. There was a raccoon. There was a tame raccoon. There was also a a ferret that, uh, Geralt was just, like, playing with for a while. That was delightful. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so the episodes we watched, episode seven is entitled The Valley of the Flowers, and, uh... Well, there's a bit at the beginning where uh, Geralt and Yaskier uh, sort of save this poltergeist, which is like a shapeshifter dude creature. His name is Doodoo. His name is Doodoo. <laughs> His name is Doodoo. And uh, they actually have a really lovely conversation with him about like the nature of humanity and like, uh, you know. Like us freaks gotta stick together, and that's it's it's a really nice thing they have with this weird little like penis nose. Yeah, this this strange penis nosed guy named Doodoo who they become friends with. So there's a little bit at the beginning with Doodoo. I assume in Polish that is not as funny of a name as it is in English. Like I assume it's a little bit funny. But I don't think it's quite as funny. Anyway, uh, so then Yeskir and Geralt decide to go off to, like, the frontier lands, like, unsettled country. And they're like, oh, it's great here. People are really nice. Uh, They keep giving us free food and nobody's, like, shitting on me for being a witcher. But there's no work 
like they don't have any monster problems. So I guess we got to go back to like regular civilization. And then some guys are like, no, no, wait, we got a job for you. There's this fawn satyr man who's like stealing all our, our food and stuff. Like it was okay for a while. We'd give him a little bit of food, but now he wants too much food and we got to get rid of him. And so, uh, Geralt and Yaskir look into it and it turns out, uh, this like satyr man is friends with like a, a clan of elves that's living out here. And they're like too proud to ask the humans for food. So he's like stealing or he's, he's manipulating this family into giving him a ton of food so that he can then give it to the elves. And, uh, Geralt and Yaskir like f- like figure out this whole thing that's happening and the elves capture them and they're gonna kill them but then like a like deity appears to them and tells them not to do it and so they're like okay I guess we're friends now and then they they fucked up Yaskir's loot so they give him a new elven loot and they're like okay we're all cool you're cool we're cool we're cool y'all can leave um Episode 8 is called Crossroads, and this is the the Striga episode. So, there's this dude, this king, slept with his sister, which is bad. We've got some Game of Thrones stuff going on. Slept with his sister, she got pregnant, she died in childbirth, and, like, the, the baby like, became a terrible monster. They, like, buried her, like, with the, the, the child who also died, and then the child, like, came back to life as this spooky, scary monster, and the king is like, well, it's a spooky, scary monster, but it's my daughter, so nobody's allowed to kill it, and Geralt's like, okay, I've got a plan. I'm gonna break the curse on your daughter, and then she's just going to turn back into a human and you can have her back. And then this uh, spooky, scary monster won't be killing people. And the king's like, cool, cool, sounds good. Um, so Geralt goes to, like, uh, break the curse. He has to keep the the Striga from going back in its, like, uh, its sarcophagus until, like, dawn. And then it'll turn back into a human. So he's got to, like, keep it occupied all night and then, like, physically keep it from going back in the sarcophagus and a dude approaches him while he's like fighting the striga and he's like yeah i'm gonna pay you to not get rid of the striga actually because we want to oust this king and Geralt's like no i won't do it i have too much pride i've taken this job you can do your own political machinations and he doesn't do that and he uh succeeds in turning the striga back into a, a human girl yay Um, episodes nine and 10 are like kind of a two parter because Mm -hmm. I guess it's like a three parter because episode nine, like just ends in the middle of stuff happening. And then episode 10 picks up right in the middle of the stuff happening. And then episode 10 also ends like right in the middle of something happening. Um, Oh, at the end of episode eight, this is important. Uh, Geralt got like, seriously injured by the Striga and like he has like nerve damage in his arm and so he goes to this temple of um like Mil- the Militelli Militelli the, it's like the earth goddess 
and the like priestesses there like do surgery on him and fix him and he gets better. At the beginning of episode nine, it's kind of a rubber band situation. Several years have passed, but he gets like seriously injured again and like remembers that they helped him that one time. And so he like goes back there and like they fix him all up again. And there's this little girl there. And he figures out that the little girl is Calanthe's granddaughter, Siri, a.k.a. the the child of surprise, the the child of, you know, the thing, the law of surprise that he invoked with Dooney and Pavetta. He's, this child is supposed to be his kid now. And he's like, oh, heck, I don't know what to do about this situation. (laughs) I'm panicking. I'm a dad now. I just turned up here and all these women are here and there's this baby here. Well, she's not a baby. She's like 10 or something. Anyway, she likes him and starts following him around, and he's like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. So uh, the women at the temple are like, okay, look, just beyond the fact that she's functionally your daughter now, you should take her out of here because she's in a dangerous political situation. Like, uh, this other country has invaded, and that's how her... uh, Sintra fell off camera. Like, they didn't have the budget for that, so... uh, um, Nilfgaard invaded and killed Calanthe and Siri escaped and uh, the Nilfgaardian like uh, the emperor he's the emperor anyway he's after Siri for political reasons I thought Geralt said like hey I had promised I wasn't going to take her but I'm all she's got now. I'm going to take her. And that the priestesses were like, fuck no. Did I misunderstand something? That's what I gathered. Well, like when the girl was like, you got to take me like we know what's going to happen. And he's like, all right, I guess let's get out of here. And the priestesses are like, "Mm -mm mm-mm-mm. Yeah, the The priestesses, the the mommy pope was like, you can't have her. I'm going to protect her. And Geralt was like, I think I'm supposed to take her. And she was like, no. It was definitely, uh, this show, like, contradicts itself so often that, like, it, it, like, is almost silly to comment on it. But, like, yeah, like, the show is like, yeah, you gotta protect her, you gotta get her far away from here. And then he's like, well, I'm gonna get you far away from here. And the nuns were like, no, no, no. I don't know what was going on. I think this is also partially a problem with the subtitles, because the subtitles were not especially clear in this episode. They discovered the word ain't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they learned the English, uh, the English word "ain't," and yeah. were like, "Well, we're gonna shove that in everywhere." Renfrey's yeah. big on the so, slang. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so my understanding of the situation is that uh, Geralt wasn't interested in taking the child, and then the uh, like uh, Nanenki, the the like mother superior of this of this group. Uh, like, convinced him to, and he was like, well, okay, I'm leaving right now, and she's like, no, we have to, like, you can't leave right mm. now, because there are Nilfgaardians literally outside right now. Mm. And he was like, well, but, like, we gotta get out of here, and I'm a big toughie, and she'll be safe with me. And she was like, well, no, we're gonna arrange, like, you know, some kind of safe way for you to get out of here. And he's like, well, I get, I'm gonna leave right now, and they were like, n- n- "No, you're being dumb." And they turned out to be right because there were those like Nilfgaardian dudes, literally right down the road, and they did intercept him. And luckily, he happened to not have Siri with him. Anyway, um, 
he's he's debating taking this child with him and he doesn't and she he leaves she gets captured by the Nilfgaardian soldiers uh and then Geralt is like I don't know exactly where he's on his way to actually to be honest with you I know his goal ultimately is to meet back up with Siri I think he expects like the the women from the temple to like send her along like some other route and he's gonna like find her later his ultimate goal is to reconnect with siri but he gets like waylaid in this town where they're like please kill this monster for us and he's like okay fine i guess i'm in a hurry though and so he kills the monster for them and then the mayor is like i can't pay you i don't have any money and he's like well shit fuck what did i even stop for and then the mayor is like but there's this wizard here who definitely does have a job and definitely will pay you. And he's like, fine, I guess. And the wizard's like, oh, so there's this woman who is evil because she was born during, like, an eclipse, and all the women born during this eclipse turn out to be evil, so I need you to kill her. And Geralt's like, I'm not sure about that, my guy. I don't think I want to do that. That sounds like a not real. That doesn't sound like a real thing. And, uh... The wizard's like, well, fine, okay, you don't have to kill her, just stop her from, like, coming after me, because I've come after all the other women who were born during this eclipse, so, like, I think she's after me, and I don't want her to kill me, and Geralt's like, fine, I guess, you don't seem like a great dude, but, okay, yeah, I I guess if you'll pay me, then I'll keep her from killing you, and he goes- Geralt to- also finds out that she murdered all of the nuns, he- At, like, in the in the tavern when he learns about the wizard- the dude's like, oh yeah, all the nuns got murdered, and it was uh, Renfrey. Does he know when the wizard explains that it's the same woman? Because he meets her later, he and finds, he confronts her about it. He does find out that Renfrey murdered all the nuns. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Renfrey is, in fact, terrible, and has murdered a ton of people. And he's like, ooh, ew, ugh, I guess I should kill her, maybe? I don't know. And then that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Renfrey's a terrible racist uh, who has killed a bunch of people. And Renfrey poisons him. Yeah, Renfrey yeah. poisons him. The, she does say specifically that he's not going to die, but he is incapacitated. Right. So, and don't, if, yeah. if you, in case you're worried about this, uh, this woman character who we've seen more than one time, uh, before she poisons him, she does show her boobs and her butt. <laughs> yeah, uh, she yeah. does take all her clothes off. Do yeah. not worry about that. The show definitely can't, took care you, of that. You can't poison someone without your titty out. No, it's very important to in order to... Well, I've never done it. I've never poisoned anybody. Um, when in doubt, titty out. That's, um, that, is, that is the absolute <laughs> antithesis of this show. Not antithesis. It's the... The thesis of this show. The thesis. The thesis. The thesis of this show. I just want to point out, we can revisit this, but titty quota hashtag titty quota one of the one of the like priestesses at the temple got naked to heal him randomly (laughs) she just got naked to heal him we can we can we can go over i i i I hesitate to make a segment of this show all about the women's breasts that we have seen on this show but it is so just like absolutely like beyond game of there there was i I think i said before there are points of game of thrones where i was like this just feels like you know 
it's desensitized to it. And also yeah. it's like, it feels, you know, not historically accurate. I don't know. It just, it just felt like it fit in the world. The game of Thrones built this is just feels just like slathered on. Like it extra. really feels like, it really feels like somebody wrote a directive. Like you must have breasts right. in every right. single episode, no matter how weird it is to cram them in your, you, you got to have breasts in every episode, which is why we keep bringing it up because it's funny. Not because like, it's, it's just bizarre. Not to be horny on Maine, but I've spent the last like three days consecutively trying to find good Geralt smut. Just like some good horny fan art of of my boy Jerry. I have not found any. And the fact that this show is yeah. so full of like naked women just like as set dressing yeah. and we haven't seen Geralt's dick once we is fucking s- absurd. In this episode, like, if the if the seer girl who was naked for no reason would have just like shimmied the blanket a little bit to the right, we would have had full on yeah, Witcher, Witcher Dom. We this, were within a few inches, but um, this not Jerry is This Jerry isn't even that hot. Like, I want hot video game <laughs> Geralt smut. I haven't found any. I'm mad about it. But, like, the fact that I have to keep seeing these naked women in this Witcher show and you won't show me naked Jerry is absurd. Let's talk about this show and whether I, I hesitate to uh, to get into this portion right after we talk about the gratuitous uh, full frontal woman nudity. But uh, hey, Andy. Yeah, that's me. We watched four episodes of Poland's The Witcher. Uh, did they work for you? I would go so far as to say that I loved the first two that we watched. Like, they were just fun. I don't know if they were necessarily great, but they were fun, and I enjoyed them. Uh, These last two were kind of boring and not as fun. But I'm going to say just these four episodes worked for me. Very good, very good. Hey, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. These four episodes of Poland's Weedsman, or The Hexer, or The Witcher, uh, do they work for you? You know, in spite of this potentially having been my bitchingest uh, episode recap yet, um, I'm going to say yeah. Uh, it's only just barely on account of I 100% agree with Andy. The first two I really enjoyed. The second two were, like, kind of all over the place. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed myself. So, yeah, these these four worked all right for me. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Did these four episodes of The Witcher work for you? They did. Um, yeah. yeah. We have yeah. team Witcher's synergy here. Around. It, I mean, I think I think that a big problem of this show, and I don't know if it's also a problem with the Netflix show, as I have yet to dip into that. Um, it seems like The Witcher, Book Witcher, is like kind of cobbled together from short stories. Is this is this correct? So the the first this is complicated because it's a situation where the chronological the, the and, publication yeah. order is different from like the chronological order of events in the book. However, 
Um, like what is generally accepted to be the first of the Witcher books is a collection of short stories. It's it's an anthology. Sure. Okay. And then after that, it becomes like a linear novel series. Gotcha. It definitely feels like a collection of short stories. It definitely feels mm-hmm. all over the place, a little bit like, wait, wh- why have we moved on to this? What happened to this character? What's going on here? And like, if that was like the premise, that's fine. But I don't feel like the show definitely bills itself as like a serialized kind of piece of, of media. Um, yeah, you can get away with that in a book. People understand yeah. what to people understand what to expect in an anthology. Mm-hmm. But that was the problem with the Netflix Witcher, also. And to be clear, I like the Netflix Witcher very much. Uh-huh. But it it also tried to have its cake and eat it too, where it's doing these short stories and also making it a cohesive narrative and it's difficult to do. Well, I kept saying in Netflix, but sure they just need to give future Jerry scars. And they did that on this. They gave your correct new Jerry, some fucking face scars and he looks great to make it clear that time had passed. They did indeed give him a facial scar and it it, like worked just fine. It did indeed take me until these four episodes um, with the facial scars to realize that like, large amounts of time were passing between episodes and not just like the normal march of it. Like I was like, wait, the, the, that couple already has a child and they're already dead. And wait, Renfrey, she's like super, she's been with that band for a long time now. No, it's only been two. Ah, long time. I see the scars. Long time has mm-hmm. passed. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't dislike, not that y'all have like said that you dislike, but I didn't find episode three and four as boring as y'all did. I, I definitely like, I think that um, even though we have seen him before played by a different actor, maybe, but this Falwick character. Yeah. This um, guy's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely like the show has lacked like a solid, consistent antagonist. Um, and he's a good villain. Like he is, he's very hateable, very like, you know, smug, but not like to the point of being, you know, more interesting than Geralt. Like he's still kind of, you know, I, I hate him and I hate to hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I enjoyed that kind of thing, but with all of it, you could, you could shave 20 minutes off each of these episodes and, and, and the same amount of information and content we get across. So, you know, yeah, I actually, interesting thing. I, uh, started listening to that collection of short stories cause Andy got it on audible just earlier today and I started like the first story is that that Striga story that we saw in this collection of four episodes mm-hmm. and it's almost like they didn't have a screenwriter which they may not have but they take al- almost beat for beat every part of the story and just make it into an episode interesting Even if, yeah and I don't I don't think that's the case for all of them but mm-hmm. I think what they're doing is just like taking things from the stories where, where they have a story to pull from. They're taking things from the stories and just like literally translating them into dialogue and action. Right. And I, I don't think it's a different medium. There's a reason you want to, to handle mm-hmm. that differently mm-hmm. on television than in a book. There was a, a conversation I had at a book club as a young and where they were talking about uh, Harry Potter movies and they were talking about how, like, the Harry Potter movies are never good because they always leave the good stuff out. And someone was like, I just want them to pick. And they picked up, like, 
I don't know, Half-Blood Prince or something, and they like threw it on the table and said, I just want them to say, here's the script. And young me was like, oh, that would be awesome. And now current me knows that would be very bad. And it seems like that's maybe what they've done. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Ronnie. I was exactly the same way through my youth where I naively thought that you could just take the written word. Mm-hmm. Like you could just take a story and just film it as written. And that's not it's not that's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not to say that like, we're, we're muddling our positive and our negatives a yes. little bit, but, um, well, we, well, but I we're think not even it, in positives yet. Yeah, we have okay. not started the positive section. Uh, this is yeah, still the, did it work. These episodes worked for me, I guess. Um, let's, let's take a real, real quick break and, uh, and we will come back with what worked for us about these four episodes of the Witcher. Hey there, pending pals. It's your not host, Ronnie, here, uh, taking a quick break from this wet and wild show, The Witcher, to tell you about some other shows right here on the Lunar Light Studio Family Podcast. Let's talk about what you call it, a conversational freeform comedy podcast where two friends talk about whatever is on their minds. Join Britt and Reed, excellent people. This is a little editorializing. The excellentest people. Britain read as they get together to discuss current events, pop culture, or any other nerdy thing that comes to mind. New episodes available every other Tuesday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever you get your podcasts. What you call it? Your belly button is your old mouth. Nice, weird way to go out on that. Let's talk about uh force friends rewatch we always talk about force friends rewatch but let's talk about them in a more formal force friends formal sense did you know that star wars fandoms don't have to be toxic sarlacc pits of gatekeeping and sexism it's true meet annie and ryan the hosts of force friends rewatch they watch the television series of the star wars universe and discuss the impact each episode had on them as fans and as human beings. And they definitely only talk about the TV shows. And occasionally the films, theme parks, video games, tabletop games, action figures, cosplays, actors, writers, novels, comics, and lore, but mostly just the TV shows. You can catch Forest Friends Rewatch every other Friday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out those shows and lots more on the Lunar Light Studio Podcast Network. Uh, New shows, I think, pretty much every day. It's a great place. Check it out. Uh, You'll enjoy it. I guarantee that. Welcome to the ad firm of Parker, Lennox, and Rose. Our job is to take your brand and bring it to the forefront of the cultural zeitgeist. None of us have studied advertising. In fact, we don't know anything about business at all. The one thing we do know is how to make your product a viral failure. Coke is just better than Dr. Pepper because Coke did not... Dr. Pepper already did their own advertising by having an actual advertisement where the slogan was, It's not for women. (laughs) (laughs) This is Advertising. Brought to you by Lunar Light Studio every other Monday. Available on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
we're back to talk about what worked for us about The Witcher. Um, I think The Valley of Flowers was the best of the bunch. It was really good. It was uh, very fun. Yeah, it was self-contained. It was, it was, you know, like an episode of Xena or Buffy or whatever, where the the story, even though we got that weird bit at the beginning with Doodoo that didn't have anything to do with the, the Goatman story, um, it was small and discreet enough mm-hmm. that it didn't interfere, it didn't confuse the rest of the story. And also, it was a genuinely... Pretty touching, like, series of scenes with some good Mm -hmm. dialogue in it that I think sort of summed up the thesis statement of The Witcher really well in a little tiny microcosm where uh, um, Geralt and Yeskir are, like, you know, being buddies and hanging out together and they find this uh, uh, non-human dude doing this con and they're like... This town's descending on him, but he's harmless, actually, so let's just get him out of here. You know, maybe we can, like, run some cons together. That would be cool. And then they sit around a fire and just, like, talk about the nature of humanity and, like, how they're all outcasts and have to look out for each other. And it's just very sweet, even though this guy is very silly looking and has a weird prosthetic nose and is named doo-doo <laughs> i definitely like like this is for my for me this is where like the chickens came home to roost where like last time i complained about how we didn't know anything about jaskier and we didn't know anything about uh yennefer and we didn't know anything about like you know renfrey or all these characters um and like how what what should i care about them for where like the work that they ended up doing early here and at the end of last episodes like it really worked like Kalanthe like having really intense conversations with with Geralt and 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 Yaskir really like having these 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 passionate moments um it really like it just if we would have done this sooner we could have gotten to this sooner um and as I say that, I throw it all in the trash because I met Dudu for all of one minute, and he is my favorite character in anything ever. I Dude is the lo- best. I loved episode seven. I kept looking at Evan and being like, "This show's a buddy cop show now, and I love it." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Dandelion and Geralt just feel like friends. All of their dialogue is great. Geralt is doing like these like he'll say something kind of bitchy and complainy but then he'll do like this shy sarcastic smile mm-hmm. and like Jaskier will catch it out of the corner of his eye and he'll start beaming and they're just in love and I it's great. They they read as genuinely really close friends. Yeah. And I don't know if these actors just had great chemistry or if maybe they were friends in real life. I don't know. But they're doing a great job. Like I fully believe that even though they're very different personalities, these two dudes genuinely love each other. Ride or die. Yeah. Uh, And then so it's great when we transition to this little adventure they have, like off to the, like they call it the edge of the world. And it's basically like, you know, like a frontier land where there's no major like cities and stuff like that. And then they have this little like they got to solve a mystery together. Yeah, they got to solve a mystery together. That's exactly that's exactly what it is. They they're presented with a challenge. They have to figure out what's going on. They 
confront this goat man. They sort of become friends with the goat man. Um, they get their asses kicked by a bunch of elves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing I liked about this episode is that the elves finally have a cohesive, like, aesthetic. The elves yeah. are finally visually distinctive from humans in a way that, like, I, they don't have the pointy ears, but they don't need them because they have, like, all, they all have similar hairstyles and they're all wearing a similar style of clothes. They all got with, this hippie headband. Yeah, they've got headbands. They've got this uh, sort of, like, uh, like striped woven like cloth that they're all wearing in like different colors and like somebody thought about it you know somebody thought like all right this is how we're going to distinguish the elves from the humans and it fully works now whereas they didn't do that at all before the elves were just like dirtier humans ronnie's favorite thing was doo-doo my favorite thing was watching the streaker run (laughs) Yeah, yeah that was very good (laughs) <laughs> it was very bad, but the, I enjoyed it. The Striga episode was good, except for the Striga, like the 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 costuming of the Striga. The it was costume, real. I think, was okay. The mask being just like a wooden, like, tiki mask that had no articulation at all was like, eh. We could do better. The Shriga's hands did were, not look good. The hands were were dope looking. Mm. The Shriga had good hands. I, I thought the, the king <laughs> the king came across as more sympathetic in this than he did in Netflix Witcher, which like cool. Like the the king made me like almost feel for him and his weird sexual proclivities. Uh, I don't. I know we're not talking about Netflix Witcher, but to sell you on Netflix Witcher, Ronnie, since we were saying that like the um, Valley of Flowers episode is where Geralt and Yaskier like really developed their relationship. In the Netflix episode, that is the episode where they meet and become friends. Mm. And incidentally, that adventure with the Goat Man is what the song is about. The toss a coin to your Witcher song. Ooh. The adventure that. Uh, Netflix Yaskir is describing in that song is that first adventure they went on where they met that goat man. So. Uh, Fun fact Reno. I was saying we finally got a song out of this damn bard. I know, right? And, and he's got good. a great singing voice. He's got a great he's, singing voice. He looked directly into My Geralt's soul? eyes. Oh, Geralt's soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like a... It was good. It was like a little love song he was singing. It was. I I love the scene where uh, Dandelion's girlfriend is like throwing his shit out and like breaking up with him and everyone's like laughing at him and Geralt is like, yo, this is my boy. He's a little horny and he doesn't always make the best decisions, but he's he's my he's my homie. That was good. Mm -hmm. That was a good scene. Jerry uses a ton of magic in the Struga episode, and he it's He uses dope. so much magic in all four of yeah. these episodes. He's and it's all, trances all over the place. It's all good-looking. I mean, it, it goes from, like, okay to good, but yeah. none of it's terrible. Yeah, the effects for the magic are, uh, are all right. They don't overblow it. Like, they don't make it look really dramatic. They just do kind of, like, a rippling thing, and it, mm-hmm. looks, it looks fine. Um, I liked at the end of the... Striga episode. Uh, I liked all the the temple of Mel Melitelli. Mel, Mel, 
the the temple stuff. It, it was a little like redundant when we got to episode nine because we were just at that temple and then we come back to that temple. But uh, I like the introduction to it. Uh, I like that thing where uh, Geralt like saves a little orphan boy and he's like the the mother of I'm going to call her the mother superior. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Mother superior is like, don't don't you want to like take him to care Morin? Isn't that the whole thing that you do with like orphan boys? And Geralt's like. Um, maybe I'm not going to do that. Maybe I'm just going to leave him here. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. It's just, it was, it was good. It was good, uh, lead into him, them, him then like adopting a child. Actually. I liked the mother superior as a character a whole lot. She was like religious without coming across as like pious. Mm hmm. Uh, she, she kind of reminded me vaguely of the, the priest in Les Mis. Sure. Like he's clearly a religious figure, but he understands that like people in relationships, relationships are more important than doctrine. Uh, so like I dug her, I really liked that Geralt got to spend time with Siri and bond with Siri before realizing who Siri was. I thought that was a very interesting dynamic because we as the audience like all knew what the fuck was up. And I was like, oh shit, that's, that's Siri. And it, it it's kind of like Bruce Wayne bonding with like Dick Grayson before, I don't know, Dick becomes Robin or something. Like it was, it was neat to see them building a kind of relationship and friendship uh, without the pressure of what is going to come. Uh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed all of their, their little like, scenes in the snow hanging out and like in the hospital together i like the bit where Geralt was like i don't know how to communicate with children yes hello child i don't know i don't know what children are and i don't know how to speak to you and she's like it's fine you don't have to talk in fact (laughs) you're probably better off not talking that was very (laughs) relatable (laughs) that is me anytime i I speak to anyone like under 16 Uh uh-huh uh-huh any other positives? What do you got, Ronnie? Um, there was like a lot of good and and I guess bordering on like overkill, but there were a lot of moments that did just what the scene with Dudu did. Um, was talk about like man and and you know the the true nature of men and monsters and things like that. At that first scene at um the temple, um. Uh, Geralt is talking about having been to like I guess like the elven lands or the the fey lands whatever whatever it it uh is called um the land beyond the end of the world and he talks about like they have monsters there but they're not like they don't bother them like there's no need for someone like me there like it, it talks about how like the monsters here are a reflection of what we make them both like metaphorically because you know we we are the monsters but also very literally because he just left the striga which was a monster created by you know these human acts Mm -hmm. um it it just it it felt like the show very much and this is again possibly because they were lifting lines maybe right from the book but it just felt like the show very much knew what it was saying in those moments um even uh toward the end like 
it bordered a little on discomfort knowing where like Poland is right now, I feel like uh, <laughs> in terms of like a political uh, landscape. But when Renfrey was talking about um, like how racist Renfrey was, um, you know, it was it was like talking about like pure bloods and half bloods and you know basically make Poland great again was 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 her whole like rallying cry and and like she's the villain like yeah. this show Elf, had, elves aren't people right 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 yeah. like like the, like there is a version of this show where like that is kind of like adopted as like yeah they're not people but we can still but like she's the villain and girl it's like no like like you are wrong I'm still going to potentially have sex with you, I guess, but you were wrong. Um, just seemed like the show is like finding footing a little bit on what it's saying in relation to this real world we call Earth. Mm-hmm. They recast Renfrey and this new actress is doing a much better job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought, hard, hard I, agree. I was wondering if that was a different actor. I wondered, uh, I wondered whether it was a different actor to the point where I was like, are they like filming this over the course of like 10 years? Like, because that is definitely a much older, like she looks way different than she did when they first shot that scene. I liked the scene where like Fallwick's little like henchman is like trying to challenge Geralt to a fight and Geralt's just like laughing about it. And then the mother superior is like, pick up your glove. Like, can't yeah. let her here. That oh, was great. That so was good. fun. Yeah. That little punk. I, I hated him. <laughs> I love I love how we have Jeskier, who is by I don't know if it's just self-proclaimed or if it's real, like the best poet in all of this world, the best songsmith. Um, when it comes to the devil, um he his his like quips when the devil is like attacking him are be polite, you fathead. And <laughs> And he follows him bleeding like a goat. Um, <laughs> just real silver-tongued Jaskier there, you know? Really just, you know, that's what they come to him for is his lyricism. Be polite, you fathead. <laughs> Savage. So, so good. This is wild. The, the, the old lady who I have just decided is like the giver um, in, in the Field of, of Destiny episode. Um, I'm not getting any words right this episode. The Valley just, of Flowers. And I'm just, like, living in that, actually. <laughs> yeah, you're um, doing great, Ronnie. She's going through, like, this book and giving all this information, and and they decide, like, they're like, you know, well, how do you know that he was a devil? And there's a line that verbatim says, it's true that he ate cabbage, too. Like a <laughs> devil. <laughs> That, I remember remarking on that. Is there some kind of mythos about we're... devils just loving good, good cabbage? They, I, they... I don't, I don't know. But I remember thinking that I, it didn't occur to me until you said it. But I remember like laughing aloud at that when she said it. It, it reads a lot like the. It reads a lot like the like. Well, you know, virgins can't do magic, and everyone's just like, yes, yes, of course. And then this one's like, you know, how devils they like to eat cabbage. Oh yes, yes, everyone knows that. I did like all of the stuff about the the witchers in that book, and yes, gear yeah. is like, yes, this is perfect. Touch, touch Comple- them, and you will get mangy. Completely accurate. 
<laughs> yeah, he provided a very good foil in that episode of just like, you know, I'm just kind of hapless and a goofball, but I'm, I'm still hanging around. Um, there's also something that is like, and this is if if there's more like positives, we can go there because this is just kind of like a a weird thing that keeps sticking out to me. Um, there is like in the version we're watching. I don't know if it's like the symbol for like Poland channel that we're watching this on or wherever it aired, but there's this little like yellow circle with a triangle symbol that comes up from time to time. And it looks just like the up C button on an N64 controller. Yes, Yes, it does. I kept thinking the same thing. And this, and this show is such like a, like not low quality, but it's like lower quality. And we're watching it at a lower resolution than I think it was intended to be watched that like, I keep thinking like, I have to keep reminding myself that this is not like an FMV, like a full motion video game on the computer <laughs> where like I'm supposed to like search the field of flowers. Like, oh, is there a clue hidden in here that is going to trigger a cutscene with my good friend Jerry? Um, I just every time it pops up, I'm like, wait, am I supposed to be acting here? Do I need to contact Navi? I'm fine with transitioning to negatives if y'all are. Yeah, we can do that. I have one last positive thing. Just one. Uh, Go ahead. It's that all the sets are much better. Oh, yeah, they got castles. Yeah, they got real castles. They still don't quite have enough extras to make those castles feel as lived in as they need to, but, man, it's they got castles, and it's great. I agree. I agree. It does, I mean, we are using the same tavern over and over and over again, but... Sure, sure. You know, to you be know expected. What I, you know what I think it is? Uh, apparently, this series was also a movie like they filmed a movie and then chopped it up into more bits Mm. and then added bits onto it so i think they must have got like contracts to film at actual locations for the movie and then the (laughs) movie got made into a show instead and they had to pad like the rest of it with something we should watch the movie I don't know, like, I don't know if the movie was aired. It, I oh, think it was. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know enough about it to say for we'll sure. We'll look into it. All yeah, nice. I feel, I get the vibe that that's what's happening. Like, there's a difference in the production value because different bits were filmed for different purposes. Um, but yeah, this these few episodes look really good. They've got better costumes and better sets and stuff like that. Uh, Geralt's, Geralt's got a Jedi robe now. It's great. Biggest negative I have is Renfrey. I have not read her short story yet in the book, but in the Netflix show, she is incredibly sympathetic and you understand her motivations and you, the audience, is faced with the moral dilemma of should... Jerry side with a skeevy wizard who maybe has good intentions or someone who's very justifiably angry and someone who's very justifiable in seeking revenge. Yeah, she's been through a lot of trauma and you're like left to wonder like, but is siding with her, she's going to do something that is potentially harmful and Geralt has this kind of rock and a hard place, impossible choice. In this, 
terrible things have happened to Renfrey, right. but she is a fucking sociopath now. Right. Mm-hmm. She's and straight up evil. She is. She talks like, about like being like her trauma and everything like that, but it's like it the heat like in her anger doesn't come from that. The heat and anger in that conversation is still coming off of her talking about there needing to be a new world order and erasing the non-humans. Mm-hmm. And she is just going around impaling innocent people on spikes and leaving them to die. And like you see their bodies and like she is not shy at all about any of the evil things she intends to do. And Jerry is still like, man, I don't know. Is she the, like the, the name of the episode is the lesser evil. And the debate is supposed to be like, which option is the lesser evil. Right. And they both just seem real bad. And Renfrey does does not come across as sympathetic at all. It yeah. is it is straight up just like timing and stuff like that. And and like, you know, you could also not make her super racist and just make her a mercenary. Like, you know, I'm just out here trying to survive. This is just the skill that I have and people are paying me to do terrible things and so I have to do it to stay alive. Like the fact that she like enjoys it doesn't have like can be part of it, but not like the racist. I don't know. It's, it's, it, it definitely like the actress made a choice and the writer made a choice to focus on things in different times. And it definitely colors my opinion of what's going on here. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's very impossible to think of Renfrey as sympathetic yeah. in this. This is a uh, kind of a small complaint, but the, the sisters at the convent, and the the baddie soldiers, the Nilfgaard soldiers, are both wearing red and white robes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it it definitely makes those scenes a little hard to distinguish, like yep. who's good, who's bad, and who's standing where. And there's a, there's a bit of a scuffle in the courtyard that we watch from above, and it's just a swirl of like red red and like kind of tan cloaks, and it's like what is what is this? What is going on? What what are we watching? Yeah, it does kind of disguise the fact that, like, they really don't quite have enough people on set, (laughs) but it also makes it really hard to tell who's who and what's happening. Yeah. Uh, Striga looked terrible. We covered that already. Not enough raccoon. Could have used more (laughs) of the raccoon. Um, I think, uh, the episode, um, the episode nine, the Temple of... Milatelli. Uh, that one was quite muddled as far as like the pacing and what they were. Cause like I said, it, it rubber bands from at the end of episode eight, he's at the temple getting healed. He has a bonding experience with these nuns. And then at the beginning of episode nine, we see him like just randomly fighting a monster and get seriously injured and like rubber band immediately back here, except now Siri is here and it just feels strange. And it also feels like they spend a lot of time there just kind of like walking in circles, not the stuff with him bonding with Siri. That was good. That mm-hmm. should be in there. It's a lot the of other stuff about like the, the seer nun who's like, I, something terrible is going to happen. Like we, we know like we're, Nothing, nothing that the seer nun 
came up with had any real bearing on anything. She was just, like, looking spooked all the time and kept saying, like, something bad was going to happen. We, the audience, knew Nilfgaard was coming for Siri because we saw Nilfgaard plotting to come for Siri. Right. None of the characters believe this pro- prophecy nun. They're all just like, oh, yeah, she's fucking crazy, and she has these visions, but this one's not going to come true because we're nuns, and they can't hurt us because we're nuns. Well, the only the only thing that, like, really comes from that is that's how Siri, like, Siri is very self-aware towards the middle of this episode. Like, nope, Iola told me, like, I am a child of destiny, and you have to take me, and these are coming, like, which is all good, but that could have just been like, oh, yeah, we have a seer and she told me this because Geralt does not question her because he knows about this seer. Like it, it it's just like a wasted person with breasts, I will add, because we do see that we do see those good, good boobies. Yeah, um, she, it's, it's she a does lot of climb in, time. She does climb into bed with Geralt for some reason. I didn't know and what was going to happen if she was healing him, if she was like just reading his brain, if she was going to. Have, like learn more about him through his penis. <laughs> I think it was meant to be some kind of like healing magic, but um, Kim pointed out the other day, I, I and I she's or uh, they're they're right. I think that there's like I don't think there is healing magic in The Witcher. There's like there's like you know they can make like herbal remedies and stuff like right. that. Well, they talked about that in the previous th- episode. Like he, he breaks some nerves and she's like, it's going to take a lot of like, I think she, this it might yeah. literally say like, it'll take a lot of therapy. Like it'll take a lot of yeah. like stretching the- and, and, and working it out and some herbs. Well, they literally do surgery on him to fix that. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, they don't like, you know, do some woo woo stuff. They, they like strap him down and like, like cut him open they like do some kind of like secret witcher nerve surgery or something Mm -hmm. um so yeah then in the next episode they just have this naked woman like crawl all over him in bed and this heals him (laughs) she and it's not like i I don't know if it's meant to be titillating but it's not like sexual like she's not she's not like she's she's not like banging him she like cuddles up to him and sort of like waves her arms and then just like looks very distressed she and looks I'm like stressed the whole time which does not yeah. help the fact that this older woman is saying hey 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 get naked and cuddle this witcher <laughs> and she's just like I guess I'm gonna cuddle this witch like it's all it all feels very bad yeah in a way that it didn't have to like it's just like like we talked l- last time about how it didn't have to be so bad with certain things. But in this case, it's just like it just it doesn't even make sense. It is literally just we need some nudity here. Can we mm-hmm. can we write in some nudity? This character is this character. Is this actress willing to do nudity? Great. Do the nudity and we can. And, you know, then we're covered oh, for at I, least 25 yeah, the, minutes. They didn't need to have him like ill for that long. The only thing that was important was like Siri, like tending him and like, you know, asking questions about who he was and stuff like that. That had something to do with something, but we have seen the Witcher murder a lot of dudes, uh, like specifically in bars. Mm-hmm. Like he, he has just massacred motherfuckers. And in the fight with Falwick's henchmen, there's this convoluted thing where Geralt is like, 
I can't hurt him because of my vow to not hurt humans. Everyone knows I have this vow, this sacred order of the wolf, where I can't kill humans. So you're putting me in this duel with this man, and it's like, it's a lose-lose. Either I'm going to die, or you'll make me break my sacred vow, and then you'll all kill me. And I was I was like, where was this sacred vow in that tavern, like... Ten minutes ago. And it could be translation issues. I don't I know. I figured it was if, because he had like he was on the road and one of the people from Care Moran was like, Hey, I gotta take you in because you killed a person and he's like, mm, no, it was self defense, and if you can't beat me with a sword, you can't prove it. Like I felt like it was because now that they're like after him, onto him kind of thing, that he was being more careful, but yeah, it's definitely, you know, doesn't read yeah, that way. They they were trying to, like, manipulate him into killing this guy, basically. And I don't know if that was, like, illegal because Witcher code or just illegal right. because you can't kill a guy. It's just another um, one of those things that yeah. just, like, doesn't really need to be here. Like, this guy can just be a dick and try and kill the Witcher, like, without it needing to be, like, some, like, super covert, like, oh, we're going to tell Care Morin about you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, the, the like, headcanon I made for myself was that there was a mistranslation somewhere and that this guy was a noble and that maybe by killing him, Ger- Geralt would be involved, like, being involved in politics, which is against, like, Witcher Code. Maybe. They but did it say was, something about him being, like, It was very confusing. Sometime. Yeah. Well, we're having to write headcanon so that the, you know... So that the show makes sense. So clearly not, you know, black and white over here. Not very clear. Um, there's. I, I like this is like so such a, a, a not a very good complaint, but being that I just realized that lots and lots of time was passing. I I think that like a 10 years later card could go a long way and maybe that's mm-hmm. that's an unpopular opinion because it's supposed to be very ethereal and very like it's just time is marching and the witcher is still here and but i just it for my for me for me i want uh dubs and uh 10 year later cards that's yeah what I want. uh i i agree that would have cleared up a lot it, that that's true of the netflix witcher show i know it's not it's in vogue to not do title cards anymore ever to explain anything but because once when i'm really watching it i realize that they're going over this 10 years later thing in the exposition like five times over like Mm -hmm. we're beat over the head with the fact that uh you know the hedgehog and and um what's her name antipathy um that's not (laughs) her name what's her name pan 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 pangea pan pavetta pavetta thank you um, we're beat over the head with the fact that P- Pavetta and uh, Hedgehog are like killed at sea, and like so, like we know that this much time has passed, and it's like you could cut out so much dialogue here and just get to the point if you would just say, "Here's how much time has passed," instead of yeah, like they, trying to they, overexpose it. They do several, as you know, Bob. Right, right. Scenes. Yeah, it's just it's. Uh, ugh. We haven't seen. Jerry's like mentor in a while 
Uh, I don't know if that's a complaint, but I liked him and would have been cool to see more of him. I love how the kid, like to speak of the mentor and, and that dynamic and relationship, I like how the kids of the, the law of surprise kids are like so much wiser than every other adult that is in the situation where like young Jerry was like, mm, dad, you're a dishonorable fool. I'm going with this old gray man. And now a uh, series like, uh, I am a child of destiny and that cannot be changed. I need to get to care more right away. <laughs> Just very Children good. are the only one with any sense in this Honestly. universe. And yet, Geralt can't talk to any of them. Yeah. Doesn't understand children. Oh, At one point. Um, so we watched, we've now watched what? Uh, ten episodes? Ten whole episodes of The Witcher straight out of Poland. Uh, hey, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. These ten episodes, uh, is it working? I'm I'm very on the fence. I'm very right. on the fence about it. There are some episodes that genuinely work, and some that kind of don't. Mm-hmm. And some that really don't. And some that, yeah, some that really There's don't. some that really don't. Um, oh boy. I'm feeling, I'm feeling positive today. I'm gonna give it a yeah- just over the line into, yeah, we're just there. We're just over the line. Hey, Andy. That's me. That's you. Ten episodes of The Witcher. Is it working for you? I want to point out that I was an early ad- adapter last week, and I'm going to keep that going and say, yeah, it's working. Love that. Love that for you. Hey, Ronnie. Oh, hey, yeah. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, is it working? Oh. Um, it's 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 just over the line to yes. Yeah. yeah. If I think about this show as like the show that I want it to be, where again, like twenty minutes of chuff is just like hacked off the end, then like this show is like one of the better shows that we've covered. These four episodes are probably some of the better like chunks of show that we've covered. You know, in a in a while. Um, I mean, granted, we've been watching this and Young Hercules for a while before that, so we we haven't had a whole lot of recent, you know, winners. Um, but, I've forgotten everything about Young Hercules. Oh, we, we're it's, getting back it's to entirely it. Entirely gone. Uh, we're getting back to it eventually. I'm not that that curse that witch's curse is not going to let us wriggle out so easily from that. Um, yeah, it, it, it the the show that I want it to be is real, real good. The show that we have is is kind of good is 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 definitely passable towards yeah yeah Yeah. uh next episode we will watch the last three um episodes of the witcher and uh maybe for maybe a fun bonus would be watching the the netflix witcher and play and playing the games or something and and talking about that from my perspective of never, ever, ever having watched any Witcher. Uh, we could do, like, one special episode where we yeah. talk about some other Witcher stuff. I think that would be fun. I think it would be fun for me. I, I th- yeah. I think we should try and track down this movie, too. Mmm. If I remember correctly, maybe I'm wrong, 
I might be. I'm definitely wrong. Never mind. I thought I remember seeing like a poster that definitely did not have this actor playing the Witcher, but maybe I'm wrong. No, I think the movie is like literally just chunks of the show chopped into a movie. Mm-hmm. It's like when they made that that one Jesus movie, and then they were like, "What if we chop this up and add in a bunch more scenes while we have all these sets and costumes and turn it into a mini series?" I think that's what they did. Interesting. Lots of more Witcher content to come, I guess, is what we're saying. Witcher content. Witcher content. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Pending Pod. You can follow us on Facebook at Pending Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Ending Pending. You can check out podcasts like ours on the Lunar Light Studio family of podcasts. Shows like Mock Footage. Shows like Badvertising. Shows like Force Friend Rewatch. Uh, cool episodes of, of that show certainly coming soon. You'll be wanting to look at your feed for that one. It's going to be wild. Um, you can find shows like that and more at LunarLightStudio.com. Uh, hop over to Patreon.com slash LunarLightHQ and toss a coin to your witchers. Uh, that is us for the purpose of this uh, hard sell. Um, uh, as we discussed, uh, I'm uh, of the bear or of the uh, Andy's a cat. Uh, Evan's snick. Mm-hmm. But we're all witchers, and we all need your coin. We don't have any just gears following us around. Uh, it's just us coming us to filthy, you. Filthy mutants. Filthy mutants. Touch us, and you'll get mangy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good times. Patreon.com slash HQ. Tell them we the ending pending sent you, and nobody else. Um, you can mention Force Friends. You can mention Force Friends, I guess. Um, and uh, send us some show suggestions. We're going to be done this show and needing to cover something else to avoid uh, returning to Young Hercules. Uh, so Yes, please. Uh, PendingPod at gmail.com. Hit us up there. Uh, and that's it. That's it for this episode. Andy, what do we always say? Tell the boy about his parents. Nope, that's your other show. Goodness. We, we That's three times we've mentioned your other <laughs> podcast at the end of this one. I gotta I gotta get it in. Uh, uh, I don't know. Don't tell Pawn Shop Blue or whatever. Yeah, don't, don't tell him. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Mm.